Welcome back to part three of this course of how to bring you a simple day counter on iOS written in Objective-C and Xcode 9. I'm Javis Lewis, of course, your gracious host, and this is the final part of the series. Uh, let's have a look at where we are so far. This is our little iPhone app here, and it displays the elapsed days that have been calculated from a date we set in the settings view controller here. And as soon as we hit save, that date will be persisted and it will be calculated how many days have elapsed compared to today. And one of the things I talked about in my last video was that right now in the code, in the view controller, we're just creating a standard date object with NSDate, which gives an NSDate object of right now. And right now defines, of course, today's date, but it also defines today's time. And the time that we set in the view controller there will not have any time component. So the time will be set to zero. So that would mean midnight on the day that we set. But technically, we're comparing it to a date which is not midnight unless you launch the app at midnight, which, you know, chances are you may not do. So right now it's a quarter past 1 p.m. here. And I would like for those dates to be comparable so that we can be sure we're comparing midnight to midnight. So we're leaving out the time components of our new NSDate object. And that is a process called normalizing. And normalizing means you're setting certain things to zero. So if, you're, if you were only interested in a year, for example, you would set the day and the month of that NS date as well as time to zero, including the seconds. And uh, in our case, we will do that with the hour and the minute. So normalize today, we're going to create a new little method for that here, and it'll return an NS date. And it will also take an NS date. So it'll take a date, normalize it and return it as a normalized date object. So we'll call it a normalize this NS date date. And then we're going to return date as well. So in here, this works very similar to the method that we've already worked in, in regards to setting up our NS calendar. Of course, we need that. So we need to uh, uh, create a calendar. Then we're going to need to reassemble, we need to split the date that we're getting into date components. And then we need to recreate the date using date components, but not using the time components of that. So split into date components and then recreate date from components. Whoops. And that is what we need to do. And then we can return it. So create a calendar, see if we can remember how to do that. That is fairly simple by going NS calendar, calendar, NS calendar, alloc init with, with the hull, init with calendar identifier, NS calendar identifier, Gregorian. We spoke about that. That's the calendar we use here in the Western world. And uh, now that we have that, we can set up some components. So we, we can say, uh, I believe it's an integer, NSU integer units. It may not be an NSU integer, bear with me here. Remember, this is the video that was rocky and never worked when I tried things out on camera. 
one of those things. So NSU integer units, and uh, we can just split them with a pipe. Uh, that was so the, the components we're interested in is literally the, the day, the month and the year. And luckily, it doesn't matter which order we supply them in. So NS calendar unit, whoops, there we go, calendar unit uh, year. Then we're just going to split them with a pipe symbol. NS calendar unit day. And then NS calendar unit uh, month. There it is. Perfect. So uh, now we're going to create some more NS date components. And we're going to use the calendar again. And all we need is uh, this method here, components from date. And all we uh, give that is the, the actual component. So that's the, the units. In, in, we can either specify one or several. And uh, in my case, I, I, I could specify all these units separated with a pipe put into braces right here in the method signature if I wanted to, but that's going to be very messy. So I'm just going to type units. And it was an NSU integer, so I was lucky there. And from date is in fact the date that we're getting from the top. So slightly confusing. Let me let me explain this again. Uh, the, this is the calendar object that will create components from a date. So it'll take the NSDate object and according to the calendar that we've defined, split it into components. So this is now going to return the components for a year, a month, and a day. And I can specify all these types of components that I'm interested in right here in the method signature, but because that's going to be a really long method, I'm just going to split them out and define them all up here. And that's that. Now that we have the components for this date, we're going to reassemble them. So we're going to say date equals components Oh no, sorry, it's the calendar object again. It's the calendar object. And now I'm going to ask it to provide me an NS date from components. So date from components. And now we'll just give it the components. And then we're going to return that date. So basically what we're doing here is we're taking the date object that we're getting, we're splitting it into a year, day, and month. So those are those are two separate objects. I've got components here for a date that happens to be the same as my NSDate object. But my NSDate object right now has the time of day attached to it as well, whereas my components know nothing about that. They know they only know the year, the month and the day. And then I'm going to ask the calendar object to reassemble that those three components into new NSDate components. And because the components do not specify a time, they will automatically be set to zero. And then that date object is being returned or basically converted to a normalized date object. And now that we have this super clever method, we can just call upon that here and we can say today, whoops, today equals self normalize this today. And then we're going to deal with a normalized date. Very short and simple. 
So the only other thing that I've promised that we would do is to implement something magical. Well, I think it's kind of magical and it's called uh, key value observing. That is the principle by which one object can observe a property of another object and then react accordingly. So in our case specifically, that means that when we run our app, we would like the standard view controller, this guy, to receive a message as soon as a property on this view controller changes, which is in this case the date. So if I change this to February the 22nd and I hit save, then I would like to change a property in here, which this guy can observe and then react and say, hey, something's changed. Let me update my label here. And that is exactly what we're going to do about that here. So in the first instance, I'm going to be dealing with my settings view controller again, in which I will set up a dummy property. So one, one weird thing about key value observing is that only string properties can be observed. I've tried to observe other properties. So in our case, it would be kind of easy to just observe the date picker, because if that object changes, then that is something my first view controller could react to. But sadly, it's a, it's a UI date picker object, not in an S string object. So it's only in an S string object that can be observed. One of those things. But it's easy to do that, uh, add another property. And this is literally just so that uh, it's, it, I call it dummy property, so that uh, it's, it's some, it's, it has to be an NS string. And we, we, could, uh, we could call it dummy property. Uh, uh, in fact, call it dummy property. There we go. Hey, interesting. And um, that is just something uh, that, that we can tell the other view controller about. So um, we want to update that as soon as I guess somebody picks the save button because on, on cancel, I, I suppose we don't need to send that. So we can, uh, we can go and save the date. Then we can update our dummy value, update dummy property uh, with um, so self dummy property. And we need to update it with something that can actually change according to a change that has been made. And because we're never going to really use the value that's in it, we could just take whatever comes out of the date picker and use its description method because that returns a string and that'll certainly be different every time somebody fiddles with the data. Uh, and we don't have any other string values in this view controller right now. So we'll use self date picker date description. That's an NS string, a very long string, an unformatted string. It will contain the time as well, but it will be something that will be updated. The other thing that we need to do here in the settings view controllers implementation file is set up an observer for this property. And this is something I'm going to do that at the um, end of all this. Let me collapse all the other methods so that we have a bit more clarity here. Uh, it'll be a void method as well, and it'll be called setup observer. And an observer is the magic that makes one class being able to react to something else. So the observer observes this dummy property here and then sends a message to the notification center. In order for this communication to work, we need to have a reference to our first view controller. So let's do that. Grab a reference 
to view controller. Now that's easier said than done because we have a bit of a particular setup here. Uh, remember in our storyboard here, we can see that this view controller that we would like to grab a reference to from this view controller is embedded in a navigation controller. So we can't just grab this. We need to grab a reference to that first. And from this, we can then extract that. So here's how we do that. We go and first grab a reference to our navigation controller. So first of all, we're going to spell this properly navigation controller and then we're going to grab a reference to the view controller right so the ui navigation controller we'll just call it nav will be in fact coming out of our app delegate class so we can say self my app delegate and that guy has a window property and that has a root view controller now, whatever comes out of there, Xcode can't guarantee that it is, in fact, a UI navigation controller. It will assume it is just the standard view controller, which is why we need another typecast here. So I'm going to typecast this to UI navigation controller. And now that we have that, we can grab a reference from that to our view controller, which, is, which means that needs to be imported here import view controller or whatever your other word for that that class may be called so we'll call it um, view controller uh, controller and that will be this root view controller and we're probably going to have to typecast that as well let's do that right away so it'll be the nav view controllers array and it'll be the last object in it we only have one object so that's the view controller that the ui navigation controller is presenting right now which is our view controller and we're typecasting this because otherwise it uh, xcode or the, the compiler would assume it's just a standard ui view controller which it is not it is a custom view controller which is you know we've we've put some code in there and we need to make use of that and now finally we can add the observer to this controller class so we'll do that by adding an observer to ourselves so self add observer and there's only one method that comes up and the observer is of course the controller for key path that's the string value of the dummy property so uh, that is just a string called in this case dummy property and the options well we can either with this we can set we can send a dictionary that can either have the new value that has just been changed so that the value that's been changed that the new value that's there or it could be the old value that it was before the change occurred so that is those are two things that we can add in here in the options property but we're really because we're not interested in what the actual property holds in this case we just want to be notified that something happens i'm just going to go with the new thing so ns key value observing initial new and old so i'm going to go with new and the context in this case is uh, nothing because we don't want to do that and uh, although this is a strange weird 
complex concept it is rather magical because that is all we need to do here in this view controller and that will now send a message as soon as this thing is updated on our first view controller in the implementation file all we need to do is implement one method and that will then notify that will then be called as soon as that property is updated and that method is called observe value for key path it's a super long method but it's because it takes so many properties here. so it takes that dictionary of the actual value that has changed and it, uh, it contains the, um, the the key path of what the what the property was called and so forth but all we need to do in here is we, we don't we don't need any of those properties all we need to do in here is call the Oops, it's a method on self which is populate UI. And that's the reason why I've spread that out here. And as soon as that happens, the populate UI method just gets called again, much like when we loaded the app, it's getting called in the view did load method here. So once again, this method will be called automatically as soon as something on the settings view controller in the dummy property changes. And we're changing that as soon as somebody hits the save button. Now, shall we test this thing? Let's try it out, shall we? Let's run our app. And what I'm expecting to happen now is that we see this. That's perfect. That works. We can go in here and edit this. And if I go and change this to January, then the label on the front should update accordingly. It does not do that. Now, that's interesting. Why doesn't it do that? That's... Uh Oh, I had expected it to do that. What a freaking shame, huh? Well, as I said, it's the cursed video, and let's see why this doesn't work. Oh, do you know what? Am I actually ever setting this up here in view did load? No, I'm not, am I? Oh, man. Of course, this method needs to be called. Otherwise, you know, I'm doing fault finding here, even though we have never set this method up self setup observer whew that was an easy fix hopefully let's see let's see if that wasn't correct telling you this is the cursed video man terrible so i'm changing this value i'm hitting save and yes that label updates my goodness finally changed the year to something like i don't know when was how many days was christmas 2011 ago 2,283 days at the time of recording. Oh dear. Well, anyway, I could play with this all day and uh, so should you. And uh, of course, use it as a template for your own little project. This is not meant to be anything exciting. I'm doing it because I'm taking this medication, which maybe freezes my brain up every once in a while uh, and uh, makes me focus less. I don't know. Let me know in the comments what you think. Uh, it's one of those things. My long-term documentation is going ahead quite nicely, thanks to a little utility app like that. I hope this enriched your life at least to a certain extent uh, i wish you all the best for the future and if you like this video of course share it with your friends family and total strangers subscribe to my patreon campaign where you can get funky little goodies like a mention at the end of upcoming videos uh, and of course don't forget to subscribe to my channel i will see you next time for more schnickschnack and shenanigans bye bye